cloud going. All right. So with that being said, good morning, good morning, good morning, world. We are again on site, on location, inching closer to getting Mr. Number 45, Jamal in the U-Haul. <laughs> White House right now, uh, they are these Republicans going crazy, uh, screaming for recounts. Uh, even put 60 million, bro, um, on a fund, right? To allow Donald Trump to do legal things. Um, they are screaming legal and illegal votes. And it shows it's just so funny, right? You put 60, you get that man $60 million to fight a goddamn election. And there's people out here starving, losing their homes during the pandemic. There's people out here homeless. It's people out here that ain't got no hope. And you telling me you literally willing to put 60 million of your effing dollars on fighting an election just so you can have your individual and your and your representation so that you can continue to get your greedy ass money. And, and ass, excuse me, is a donkey in the Bible. You literally are willing to put 60 million, bro. Man, yeah. you know what you can do with 60 million? These Man. folks, America's that deep with racism, bro. It's that deep. 60 million. Wow. Sheesh. 60 million, bro. I, I'm sorry, y'all. We we are getting started this morning on the early morning sports talk podcast. But we just gotta we we gotta we gotta call a spade a spade. I mean, this this is just amazing. We got legal and illegal votes according to Mr. Number 45, et cetera, et cetera. But anywho, man, uh Jamar feels really good, bro, to know that when we predict things on the early morning sports talk podcast, we generally are right. And last week, people going crazy, you know, um, we, we're not trying to toot any horns on this podcast, but we got two very capable brothers running this thing. Everybody was screaming, likely a Trump victory. I didn't see it. But in politics, that's it's not necessarily world about what the political people or the experts predict, but it's about what the people are feeling. And it was just obvious. It was obvious. You had some divisiveness, but it was a lot of millennials, Jamar, a lot of Gen X's, Gen Y's that are now older, that can vote. They came out. They came out heavy. They did. They came out, bro. And the people, uh, you know, he was just showing, like, amongst this people and, 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 and his supporters just promoting divisiveness, Um Lack of taking this deadly virus serious, calling it the Kung flu, the China virus, um, et cetera. And, uh, you know, folks still backing the guy up. I mean, we, of course, know and we knew that this guy wouldn't go down, you know, without a fight. Um, hence, look at what he's doing right now. But as they say, bro, and um, this is just a general... Um, this is just a general, let's say, statement for life. It's very, very obvious. Like, you reap what you sow. And what you do unto others is just factual. It will often come back unto you. So um, I think as a result, uh, when he leaves the White House, like, this should be like a public event. Like, there should be a whole group of people just outside cheering, 
right there watching him <laughs> practice things. So it should like literally be on CNN. This is what they should be uh, showing. Like oh, I'm sure uh, Melania, bro, like she will be happy as well. She don't even belong in the White House. She don't even know what she's doing. She don't even want to be there. She'd rather be modeling, I guess. I don't know. She just looked like she don't want no parts of this political thing or him in general. So, like, although this election is not over, uh, the lights are getting pretty dim for number 45. And so, uh, with that being said, introducing this morning, the guru, although, again, I'm sure he will not label himself as the guru for a record 10th week in a row. My brother, Mr. Jamar Goodman, what's going on, bro? And good morning, Brandon. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. And for those who do not know who I am, I'm Mr. Brandon Price. And together we are the guru. No, I'm joking. We are just a few brothers um, whom created the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, uh, which can be found on YouTube, uh, Spotify, uh, Facebook Live on either of our pages, Brandon Price or Jamar Goodman, uh, Instagram. um, And uh, that is Jamar. Is that at the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast or the Instagram? It is at uh, T-E-M... S uh, T P underscore. Okay. T E M S T P underscore. Yep. Yes. Thank you for that. I forgot. Um, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Apple podcast. Um, and we got a number of other podcasts as well that you can find us on. Um, just sit us up if you need additional information. So we thank you all for tuning in. Um, we look forward to giving you all a great show this morning uh, on the early morning source sports bus podcast. And so, uh, with that being said, let's uh, get right into it, bro. So um, right. just, um, you know, regards to the political stuff, um, I don't know, man. I just want to ask you really quickly, bro. Like, how yeah. do you feel about um, the results thus far? Like, what is it saying? Man, it, it's saying that, well, for one, like, we are, are – we are at record numbers of voting. So democracy is being used at its all time uh, high. So that's, you know, great to see. You got the 74 right million vote. voters. It's, it's wild. It, like, mm-hmm. so, so kudos to the people, you know, exercising their right to vote. Um, it, and basically in a nutshell, kind of what you said, like, you know, you, you reap what you sow in a sense, because, you know, he, he this whole time he was saying that, you know, mail-in ballots was a fraud and, you know, don't do that. Come out and vote. And yet the mail-in ballots, the oh, early voters, difference. big difference, huge difference. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, me personally, I've been glued to CNN since Tuesday night. So it's just I'm dumbfounded. I'm pleasantly surprised by everything. It, I don't know. It's this is, this is basically the icing on the cake to 2020 for me, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm loving it big time. You know, like, it is definitely, um, in so many ways for me, like, it's redemption. Um, and it's redemption to um, see that our generation, like, we're really, like, at that point now to where like we're, we're, we're saying a lot for this country and um, you know, record number 74 million and came out um, that's been counted thus far. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, 
some people are still disappointed in stating that this shouldn't have been close. But I think any person, man, that would come and sense no good and well that this individual was by far not going to be like some just pushover. This is Donald Trump. This is a guy that promotes divisiveness. America is very divisive. It's our problem. It's our sickness. Like, you could expect very well that this guy was going to definitely have a lot of support. But as the days go on, as the voting goes on, you can just see the distance now. You can see the popular vote. He's kicking his ass now. Like, you can see it's a possibility that with these electoral votes that he can get over 300. And, you know, you got some political people out there who are, I'm friends with on Facebook want to sit there and try to down the Democratic Party. But I got news for you, uh, Mr. Political Guy. Um, and you know who you are. Um, we're still not out of the Senate. It's 48-48. So although you stated Donald Trump would win in your political expertise, you stated that the Senate would clearly go to the Republicans. It ain't looking like it's going to the Republicans either. Donald Trump's losing. Senate's tied. House is not even up for a debate. It's sort of like football. And I stated to him, it's like football. And he like, it's so completely different. It's like football. And what I'm saying here is that a win is a win, damn it. I don't care if the Bears beat the Lions by three points. They beat the Lions. They beat the Lions. <laughs> and if you got three wins amongst the Senate, the House, and the major win, that's a win. And so you can uh, say that for a, a sucker or somebody that don't know what they're talking about. But, um, yeah, you know, thus far, uh, things are looking very dim for number 45. I mean, anything's possible, you know, the count's still going on, but, um, you know, those lights are really dim right now. So, all right, with that being said, man, let's talk some NBA. So um, the NBA and the NBA Players Union, uh, they've approved the season to start on December 22nd. And so uh, this is like, wow, this is a quick turnaround. Um, so I'm just curious, bro, like, do you agree with this? Or like, should they have waited like until 2021 or what? I mean, I'm on board, uh, I guess, for two reasons. Uh, one, it, it'd be for financial reasons for them, because if they don't – basically, if they lose out on Christmas Day, which is, I feel like, what, their third biggest moneymaker of the year outside the All-Star game and in, in the NBA playoffs slash finals, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's a lot of money going down the toilet. And so I, I'm on board for, for that reason. Um, and then the other reason is, like – and this is, I'm pretty sure Stephen A. Smith said this, like these guys been off for like four months doing the other, doing last season. So it's, I don't think it makes that big of a difference. Um, mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. also I know they want to like try to get back, you know, back on schedule to how the NBA season usually starts. So, so I think with this, what is a 72 game season, basically, basically in a nutshell be done before the Olympics. And then probably right. we can get back in the swing of things for the following season. So, I mean, personally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. And those, those are two main points I definitely want to point out, which I think it makes sense to do. But, I mean, I know some players may feel different on that one. 
Right. Um, I would think though, like it would probably only be a handful of players, right? Like it's you know um, very well possible, right? Like it's not going to be um, let's say a lot of players that will or should even disagree with this. It's probably for a number the, of reasons. I'm gonna um, say it's it's probably the one that's uh that just got through, that just ended probably the teams that are just in the finals. Because everybody else definitely had right. a lot of time. Exactly. A lot of time um, to get their rest. Um, you know, they didn't do that. Uh, remember, like, a while back, I would say, bro, like, three or four months ago, they was talking about doing that little thing in Chicago with, like, right. all the bad teams. Yeah. Um, they never did that. That never came into fruition, obviously, because of, you know, um, this quick turnaround now with the uh, 2021 season. And so, no, I, I, I think this is um, basically not a big deal um, that, you know, they started it on December 22nd. Um, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James are two of the best guys for being in shape in the NBA. Yep. I, even though they were well, probably like a little bit, they'll be ready. They'll be ready. And, you know, those two guys are dogs of some some of the more fit guys. Uh, Igudala, you know, these are Jay Crowder. These guys are very fit. And, um, you know, generally, you know, LeBron, he's not like this. Um, he's not a Kawhi Leonard in regards to getting rest all the time throughout the damn regular season so he can be ready for the playoffs and lose to the Nuggets. But um, he is, um, you know, He's able or capable, I think, in his 18th season, if he needs to, Jamar, to kind of take a little bit of that rest if he needs it. You know, it's there, you know. So if, if he got to, you know, do some um, management in regards to, you know, taking off a few games here and there, I don't mind because I think he's earned it. Um, but then again, lastly, I just want to say, man, that these guys are professionals. Uh, we right. get up, we get up five days a week. We're retired, um, and we obviously do our professions. And so, you know, it's the same. You know, these guys are paid millions, and um, they make a pretty good living. And so, um, you know, they got to feed their kids, their family as well. And so, um, you know, even if they necessarily um, might be like, okay, you know. I'm a little tired. Maybe a few guys from like those finals teams, like they should just follow their leaders because I'm sure, I'm sure Bronny, I'm sure Butler will be ready. And, you know, you just get it going from there. Right. I, uh, I look at it like this, like for, for LeBron specifically, like he's one of the few athletes that like invest like a million dollars, like literally a million dollars. It's two million, bro. It's two million. Like who, like that's in the same amount of money, but I mean, health is wealth. So <laughs> I'm telling you. he is capable of doing this. And then also it's like, there's a way to load manage and play games. Like we've seen it throughout our lives. It's, it's called, you know, you know, blow a team out and get you rested in the game. And also, I mean, you got 12, 13, 14 guys on your roster. It's like, you know, use them. True. I mean, and, and to your last point, like they're professional athletes, like, your job is to play basketball. 
So, right. I mean, the pandemic was unfair times to everybody in this country. A lot of people don't even have jobs still. I'm, me and you are blessed to still have employment right now. I'm telling you. And, you know, my job, you know, I, at one point I feel like, you know, did things that I didn't feel like it should have been done. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm blessed to have a job. So I'm not going to complain about it. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Suck it up and play ball. I mean, you just play basketball for a living. I mean, I would love to. Shoot. Right. I'm telling you, man, it's real. You know, like you suffer a little pay cut or you won't get necessarily that bonus that you was like, damn, prior to the, you know, pandemic. It's right there. You know, like some of that stuff necessarily won't happen because it really is when they say we are in this together, we really are. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's kind of, you know, taking a little hit here and there. Uh, Then, you know, obviously as well you know you got some that are doing a lot better than what they were doing prior to the pandemic and so um it all kind of balances itself out and so um yeah man to your point you know yeah you know um it's professionalism you are professional go out there and be a professional and and, you know that's it so you're done right and so I have no doubt, man, that, you know, LeBron, um, he was really the basis of why this question was asked because of the fact that he's eighth all time and minutes played and he'll, he'll, he'll trump that mark very, very soon and be yes. first um, in about another two years, probably a year. Uh, it all depends. Um, and, you know, I was like, man, is this fair for LeBron? Then I had to sit there and think about it, Jamal, like, LeBron is the, he's about the best professional in sports to me. Um, I've never seen a guy more prepared. And that goes for Tom Brady. That goes for, you know, um, that goes for Ronaldo, that goes for Messi, that goes for um, a lot of guys that um, are in today's sports world. LeBron is always prepared. He's always physically ready. He never complains. He never takes a day off. Um, he always sent it, you know, with his team. And so, yeah, you know, I heard you say, yo, I heard you just mention that um, it sounded like you disagree with the Brady thing, but that is a, it's a very good debate. But for me, man, um, I think the best athlete in today's sports world is Bronny. And so, no. um I don't, I don't like all the way disagree with you, but I, I just know Brady. It, it would be a, a pretty good discussion between the two in regards. It will. To I think that's something down the road. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. With that being said, man, um, you know, good question there. So, all right, let's get into some college football, man. So, Whew. last week we were talking about Clemson, right? Me, you, and Deshaun. And when we was talking about Clemson, like it was very interesting in the way that we kind of didn't even expect a fight between Clemson and Boston College, but that's what it really turned out to be. Right. 28 points in the first half at Boston College. I'm sitting there looking at my phone, like looking at it three times, like, damn, Clemson literally looked like they're about to lose. Um, and you know, they, they had a very strong second half, um, and they pulled it out. Um, 
But, and they was at home too. But, bro, tomorrow they are in your home state. Uh, they are coming up to South Bend. And they are playing the fourth ranked team in the country, not Boston College. Um, so I'm just curious, man. Like, who do you have for this contest? The, the <laughs> championship medal, Clemson. Or this fourth ranked Irish team who plays very well defense, run the ball very well. Um, this kid, uh, I can't remember his name. Is it Ian Book? He is a very good game manager. Doesn't uh, be himself. Uh, this should be a very interesting game come tonight um, in South Bend. So um, curious, man. Who you got for this contest? Yeah, it's because uh, it's funny because I think uh, was it during the game that I uh, skin, sent you that screenshot of uh, we finding out that Trevor won't play in this game right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know what? <laughs> I, I think they, yeah, I think uh, I think they're gonna take an L. Mm. And, that, and that's only if Notre Dame do what they're supposed to do, because I know, you know, sometimes they play close games with teams they had no business playing close games to. Right. The Dukes and the Temples of the world. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, it's like it's like Clemson is playing on on just on willpower at this point until he comes back. Mm-hmm. But what everything. What a scary moment for them right now. Jeez. It is, but like for instance, they can lose this game and probably still get into that playoff if they, you know, run the table and or whatnot, and everything else fall into place. Mm-hmm. But but I I think they're gonna take an L in South Bend tonight. Mm. I really do. I think Notre Dame gonna actually get up for this game because they smell blood in the water. Right, man. It's very very interesting, man. Um. Wow. So let's let's dissect some things here. So Notre Dame has the fourth best ranked defense in the country. Um, they are at home. Um, one concern with me about Notre Dame compared to Clemson is that mm-hmm. Notre Dame often, and we both know this, Jamar, they don't show up against you know, ACC powerhouses like a Clemson or like an SEC, like an Alabama, LSU or somebody. They right. usually get, they really, you know how they always say them boys in the South be fast, they be athletic. And them boys up North, they be fast and athletic, but they ain't as fast or athletic as them boys down South. Right. They got all year to work out, all year to run, sprint, you know, lift, et cetera. It always kind of shows when Notre Dame plays. It really do. Like they usually get whooped and they get out ran. They just get out muscled. It, it just shows. And I guess we can blame that on the Derrick Henry's of the world and guys like that. Cause Derrick Henry obviously is a man amongst boys, but you know, like I, I worry about that. I worry about the speed of Clemson compared to Notre Dame and that threat that it poses and the fact that Notre Dame has a problem really with putting the ball in the end zone. Um, I think this team, man, Clemson has a championship pedigree. Um, 
they've been there, done that. They have um, a number of returning starters. They are currently undefeated. They are the national champions. They know that. They know that they're going in South Bend. They know that, um, you know, a lot of things on the line here in regards to them potentially, um, you know, having to, let's say, if they lose this, then they would possibly play a Miami or somebody in the ACC title game, which if Miami will beat them, then they out. And so um, it's, a lot on the, it's a lot on the line here. Um, Clemson do have uh, some of the best receivers in the country. We know that first rounders. This running back of theirs, he'll be a first rounder or a second rounder. Um, obviously, you know, um, a number of just ball hawks in the secondary and a great defensive line. Um, Notre Dame has that as well. Um, but I'm going to have to give the edge to Clemson here just because Notre Dame, bro, they just don't put the ball in the end zone enough for me. That is a problem. You got to beat – for me in college football, you got to beat Duke bad. You can't be going 13-10 with Duke. You can't be losing <laughs> a whole damn game with Duke. You can't be losing a whole damn game to Temple. You can't be sitting there in a battle with, um, I don't know, what was the other team? It was so embarrassing a few weeks ago. Um, for instance, not a, I mean, Northwestern has come in. They've given them problems. Like, um, and it was another team, I think, from the ACC, Syracuse. Syracuse. Jamar, Syracuse. They're a basketball school. Last time they were good, Donovan McNabb was the quarterback. And how old is Donovan McNabb? He's old enough to be our dad. Like, this is Notre Dame at its best. And they just don't – they just – oh, man. I, 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 I tell you what, man, and, and just really quickly, yeah. like – with Notre Dame, they would either have to blow them out and come out and surprise everybody and put the ball in the air and kill their secondary, get the ball above them linebackers and, and get the ball out fast and different things. If Notre Dame play fast, I think they can beat them. But if they play old Notre Dame football, playing down to their opponents, Clemson ain't the one. They're, not, they're the number one team in the country for a reason. Right. They're not the one. So um, if, if, if the Irish get off to a fast start, then I think they can win this game. But I don't think they will. I think Clemson defense will limit them. So I, I got Clemson in a tight battle here that will surprise some people. Gotcha. No, and I, I honestly would not be surprised if Clemson pulls it off. The only thing that I'm going to say is, um, yeah, I definitely get what you're saying about Notre Dame, how they played – like they have no business playing close games to Duke or Syracuse, Northwestern, whomever that's definitely inferior to them. But like, like we said, uh, like earlier today, uh, you know, in football, a win is a win. I don't care. Right. How, I don't care how ugly it comes. At the end of the day, right now they are six and zero. And 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 honestly, this will be a. a we will find out how real Notre Dame is in, in these playoffs as well. I mean, we're we going to find out if, if they're going to take advantage of a team that's definitely uh, not themselves at the moment. 
Right. Or, or they gonna fold under pressure of going against a powerhouse like they normally do in their past. Don't matter at what's at stake. Yeah, you're right. When they play an SEC team that's a powerhouse or ACC or whomever that they they should beat or should be you know on the same level with, they they usually fold. They usually find a way to lose. You know, I, I feel like I, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and, and see what happens here. I can definitely for sure be wrong on them, but. But I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt tonight. I hear you, bro. And Deshaun, he uh, commented and he stated that Notre Dame, they got to put up points. Um, but he also stated that Davo Sweeney will outcoach you with his backups. And so, um, Deshaun, when you get a chance, man, comment um, and let us know your pick um, for this game because um, this is a big game here and it has a lot of implications um whether people really know it or not um yeah Clemson can get in with one loss but who's the state bro who's the state Jamar that they can go up against the turnover chain kings and there'd be a lot of turnover chains against Miami (laughs) so you don't you don't want to kind of get into that situation and so you know you you get a chance to take care of business against um you know, Notre Dame do so. But um it's I tell you what, bro, it's it's gonna be a earned road to the national championship for Clemson. Um, because both of those teams will be hard to beat. And I'm talking about the the Miami Hurricanes as well as um yeah. you gotta check out the Hurricanes. This little quarterback reminds me of David Garrod used to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars and he kind of mm-hmm. reminds you he kind of, yeah, he kind of reminds you of like that or like a Byron Leftwich type quarterback. Uh, short, stocky, fat, but he, and he moves like a turtle, but he can throw the rock and he can run too. Um, his, his little legs be clapping. He be up. Um, and it's this little quarterback from Miami. They got a really good team, bro. So um, they just got to get a little stronger on defense. But NC State is a good team too. They played last night. So that was a really good game to watch. Nice. But um. Yeah, so, all right. And so, with that being said, um, let's get into some NFL. And so, um, yeah, man, the New England Patriots, they have been looking really rough lately. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah, Cam Newton, man, he's looking like um, what is going on. Um, I wasn't expecting this. A lot of turnovers, miscues, chances to win games just – can't pull it out. And so um, are the Patriots like, man, are they just like a team that's this season? Is this like a wash? Like, I mean, are we really at this point looking at New England just kind of tanking the rest of the season and, and trying to maybe get a quarterback or trying to get back Garoppolo, hoping that he can leave San Fran or whatever? Like, I don't know, man. Is this a down season for the Patriots? Are we not going to see them in the playoffs finally? Uh, let's see. If it's a down season, absolutely it's a down season. Are we not going to see them in the playoffs? There's a strong possibility right now. I won't write them off just yet, but they basically on the brink of that by right. far. You know, after, like Cam Newton was balling in my eyes until he got COVID. And ever mm-hmm. since then – he definitely not not the same. I I, I don't. It, it's probably more psychological than anything in, in my eyes. And 
like I, I felt like the defining moment when was last week when basically he had nobody to pass the ball to. He was taking the offense by home, by the bull by his horns and, and trying to wield on the victory and was putting them in position to do so and he ends up fumbling the game away. I know, right? That and, was that was the they imagine them being three and four compared to two and five, like completely different outlook. Absolutely. And when you got the Bills, that's uh, six and two. And I believe the Dolphins four and three right now. Mm-hmm. And you got, you know, the the uh, AFC North looks like they're producing three playoff teams this year. Um, AFC South probably have two teams going. It's like the only, in my eyes, the only way they can probably turn this around is if, you know, Buffalo starts, you know, dragging, starts messing up, and mm-hmm. and the and the two uh rookie years season campaign don't don't go into fruition, even though their defense is really underrated and not getting the praise it deserves. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know, man. And then the lack of pass catches he has now and everything else, and it looks like the the people like the eight or nine players that opted out is starting to show his face as far as how well their defense is. It's ugly. It, I, I, I'm I'm about ninety, about ninety five, ninety six percent sure it's a wrap. Yeah. Um. Before you know, I get into the Patriots. Deshaun, he did comment. Uh, he did state he got the Tigers in a close one. However, he wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame pulled it off. But I believe the Tigers step up Lawrence. So, nice. Thank you, brother. We appreciate it, man. Um, you know, I gotta agree with you, man. Me and Deshaun think alike when it comes to sports quite often. So, you know, <laughs> you're a smart guy. You're a smart guy, Deshaun. Yeah, I, I like the Clemson Tigers to pull us out tonight in a tight game. So, yeah. Um, however, man, with the Patriots, Jamar, yeah. I mean, we think alike as well. Like, nah. It, it you know. Yeah, you know, sometimes some every, every good thing – as they say with gravity, right, what goes up must come down. What often is um, every good thing sometimes has to kind of come to an end. And so with, you know, the Patriots, um, right now every week as it goes back just makes Tom Brady look better and better. And, um, you know, look at him, man. He got A.B. Uh, starting out tomorrow. Um Six and two, uh, they can arguably uh, get that uh, home field in the NFC. Plus, he in uh, Tampa, he in New England, where it's frizzy and cold. He's living the life right now, man. He in Florida with no state income tax. Like, <laughs> it is uh, the life. And so, um, he got beaches he can go to. While it's, um, Bill Belichick up there, cold and freezing and, you know, can't go to no beach. Like, Yeah. Um, right now, Tom Brady is winning that uh, battle. Oh, <laughs> uh, by far. <laughs> yeah, man, the Patriots are looking uh, rough. They're looking like they're going through a tough time right now. And, and, and it's sad to say, but, I mean, Stephen Gilmore hurt. Um, Sony Michelle hurt. Um, Julian Edelman hurt. Don't have Grunk no more. It's, you know, who is their second receiver? Harry? Right. And, but he didn't play last week either. It was uh, I think their number one option was what Jacoby Myers. Okay, 
But he but, in his second year, he's a baby. Yeah, they got babies across the board outside right. of that. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Shit. Patriots ain't going to no playoffs this year. That's um, probably the, they, the worst wide receiver core in the league. Not even joking. Mm. And if it wasn't for uh, Allen Robinson, we'd be the worst. Anywho, let's not talk about the Bears. We're talking about the Patriots, right? <laughs> so let, let's stay let's stay focused on the Patriots. Um, yeah, man. So right now things are looking uh, dim as well in New England, and so um, no playoffs for the Patriots this season. No, no, no. Um, I don't care if they go on a seven-game win streak. They're still not going. The AFC is too good this year. Um, which I don't think they're going to seven game win streak, but you know, um, obviously, you know, this week says a lot. And in order for them to get to the playoffs, they will have to get past Miami and get past, um, of course, the Bills. Not saying that they can't, but you know, the Bills look like um, a legit playoff contender. So here's the they have to at least win four out the next five games, which is doable. They got the Jets next. The tough one is the the Ravens. Okay. They got they got the Texans. What is that? New England or Baltimore? New England. So they got okay. the Jets on the road, New England at home, uh at Houston, home to Arizona, which is definitely not the easiest challenge anymore either. And then on the road against uh the Chargers, which has blown, I think, four straight weeks of 16 point plus games in the second half. I, I I don't know, but they can put it's up. It's so points, sad though. for acting land because, you know, they they you know he a brother, what, three brothers coaching in the NFL, like, man. Yeah, I, we be, he, he keep it up, right? He gonna be out of there. Keep it up, and, and I, I it's like sad because I like him too, and his teams is always on the brink. They just always find a way to mess it up, like you know, just gotta learn how to close out games. If That's he closed it. out games, man, they would literally be, They'd be in a, a playoff, playoff team. They'd be in a playoff hunt. And that would have been the same last year because they blew a lot of games last year. True. They blew a lot of games. Um, they got to stop that for real. But, um, yeah, with the Patriots, those games are winnable. I mean, even Arizona, that's at home, yep. bro. Yep. Arizona coming to New England in December, you got a chance to win that game. I don't give a damn if they – are what eight and one like you got a chance to beat them because they're coming from Arizona to New England so um Houston that's when I the Jets um are the Jets the worst team in football I think they are yes sir um right Trevor Lawrence he 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 damned it to the point he just want to stay another year whether they go to the Jets um and you mentioned another team that was like uh you know not really a good team um, um Chargers yeah, the Chargers. And so these are winnable games. So the Patriots, they can turn things around. I'm glad you pointed that out, bro. That is a really good point. And so, um, you know, you win against the Jets, um, you get a little bit of life. And, you know, from there, you try to just see what you can build, you know, build from. So, um, right. We'll and, uh, yeah, just curious. It was It was five games you mentioned. So Houston, yep. the Ch- uh, the Ravens, the Ravens, right? 
Yeah, that might not be a winnable game, but possibly. <laughs> we'll see. Any given Sunday, right? Yeah. Any yeah. given Sunday. So, all right. So, um, all right, bro. Let's so uh, let's revisit the topic. Um, and this is uh, obviously for the bad news bears. Um, we talked about it last week, and possibly it'll come to fruition very soon. Um, and I think we have both mentioned that we like to see Trubisky kind of like. You know how they kind of do Taysom Hill, like trying to get him just involved with certain plays, just get right. him out there, try to use him for his athleticism. And so the Bears took they took my advice, man. They they took they took our advice and utilized him for one play. Um, and unfortunately, he got hurt um, in that one play, and uh, he went to LA see if he needed surgery. Um, he does not need surgery for a shoulder. However, uh, he will miss a few weeks, according to sources. And so um, I'm just curious, like, if the Bears are struggling, right? Um, and, of course, we got the Titans tomorrow, which is not going to be easy, man. We are going to Tennessee, and we got to deal with Derrick Henry. Um, and um, they're, they're strong receiving core with them, big, strong, tall, uh, go get it up over your receivers uh, for the Titans. A lot of people underestimate their receivers. They really do. Um, the Vikings, um, that's a winnable game. Um, and then we got a bye. So if the Bears, let's say, are five and five, let's just say we lose to the Vikings. Um, I mean, damn near, people going to be screaming tomorrow, bro. If we don't do nothing against the Titans tomorrow, and we lose against the Titans tomorrow. A lot of folks are gonna go screaming tomorrow. But um, like, do you think the Bears should? Is this the end for Trubisky, or like, do you feel that they should some way somehow like get him on the field still? Like, I I don't know, man. I think this guy still has something to offer. He do. I mean, he he does. He's he's young. He just been put in a bad spot by the Bears drafting him as high as he went. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So expectations right. are through the roof, especially with the right. other two guys, you know, being all pros and everything else. Right. I'm going to take it a step further. Like, yeah, it, let's just say, like, I just let's just say, for instance, yeah, he's done, but I'm going to take it a step further. Like, you – because at times I'm sitting here watching games and I'm ready to just post something on Facebook, like, so when is uh, Ryan Pace and uh, McNaggy going to get out of here? Because it's, mm. it, it's almost to that point, man. And, and I know, like, like, Nagy actually has a good record overall with us. He but, does. But the thing is, the expectations right now is above what he's producing as far mm. as uh, his record. He was brought in to bring life to an offense that has been struggling for years and years. Maybe uh, when Mike Marks was here, you know, we had a, a good offense. Outside of that, like, traditionally, the Bears' offense stink. Play calling is bad. Like, passing game is never there. I mean, Jay Cutler is statistically the best quarterback in the Bears' history. Like, let that Jay stay. Cutler. Jay Cutler. Listen, world, Jay Cutler. And that is, like... Jay Cutler, of all people, he is a pick machine. 
Jay Cutler throws so many interceptions that Darren Woodson said, we don't even worry. He's going to throw the ball to us. The next week, he threw the ball to them. <laughs> yep. And, and I'll never forget the time he went. He threw four picks to uh, uh, D'Angelo Hall. Oh, <laughs> washed up. Oh, old man D'Angelo. And he said, I'm throwing that way again. <laughs> washed. Uh, Pass his prime man game. was limping on the field. Couldn't even keep up with a deer. Well, of course you can't keep up with a deer. But, like, couldn't even keep up with, like, just old people is what I'm saying. Like, you let grandpa basically come on the field and school you. I, I'll never forget that. And so that's that's the history of the Bears as far as just in a nutshell with the offense and quarterback play and specifically. So you've been brought in to rejuvenate this, like give life, give balance to a historical, you know, to a team that historically has a great defense and they have a great defense now. But we don't see it as a great defense because the defense always on the field, just like mm-hmm. last year. And the defense has actually played better this year. And somehow at the beginning of the season, we find ways to win games. And I feel like. We should have beat the Saints last week. We shot our own selves in the foot. So this team, from a mental standpoint, knows how to win games. But if you don't put yourself in position to do so on the offensive end, how can you? And how so can this, you? So this is where we're at. Like, they're five and three. Like, for most people, you feel good. We don't. We, no. we, we just don't. Because we know mm-hmm. we, can, we should, be, should be six and two, seven and one. Like right. that's 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 what we should be if our offense was uh, capable of just moving the chains, just move the right. chains. That's move all it chains. is. So with that being said, yeah, I'm taking a step further because if if somehow some way the Bears don't make the playoffs after after the start, because because right now expectations are they 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 should make the playoffs. Right. Even with this bad offense, because the defense is that good, and all you got to do is move the chains. If the Bears don't make the playoffs, like, like that full front office got to go. Like, yeah, just, just, just get rid of them because we got Khalil Mack and a lot of players in their prime and sitting here like this is year three, wasting away. Mm-hmm. Are one of the the greatest linebacker pass rushers this game has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Got to do something. Like we, like, I hear you, man. Yep. Like we was put on the clock when we made that trade. Trubisky was put on the clock when we made that trade. Everything is on the clock. You got to do something. Point blank, period. Sorry for that. No, man, I hear you, bro. Uh, Real talk. Like, you know, um, the Bears, man, they offense so bad. They they damn near look bad than Ben DiNucci looked last week against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And (laughs) and, and Ben DiNucci. um, That experiment's done. (laughs) DiNucci. Nucci just went right back to the bench. Like <laughs> little Ben Nucci. Oh man, did you see them balls he was throwing? It was just like they they, they did like, the razzle dazzle play on the second play of the game. I knew he was in trouble <laughs> when they opened up all the way to the end of the playbook and started doing stuff. It's a wrap. Man, I knew it was a wrap, bro. And he, you know, like you know, threw the ball and he just threw it over the guy's head so bad. He was damn near wide open. And I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be a long night for the for the Cowboys. And and they they defense was playing, but when your offense don't do much, your yeah. defense is human beings. They get worn down. 
And so that's that's what happened with the Cowboys. And it happens quite often, as we Chicagoans know, with the Chicago Bears. Defense get worn down and they are on the field just all day, every day, trying to save us. Um, I tell you what, man, like in regards to this situation, um, I, I just state, you know, keep Foles as the starter for now, but try to get Trubisky, man. If Trubisky can somehow become our Taysom Hill, this will add a completely new dynamic and excitement to this offense that stinks. I mean, I don't Jamar still to this day, and I've been saying it since it happened two years ago, after the offseason, that is. Why? What were you thinking? What motivates you? What motivated you in 2019 after the season to trade Justin Howard and draft a rookie? I don't know what they thought. I guess Matt Nagy, goddammit, thought he was getting, uh, I guess he thought like he was Patty Mahomes, Trubisky, and that he can just throw in the class of air and, and, and it'll just be like this new innovation. No. He, he wanted a, a running back that 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 fixed the scheme because because remember what scheme <laughs> basically he wanted to plug and play like the Kansas City Chiefs just like you mentioned and, and remember like doing that December before that season and Kareem Hunt was on the market right by the way that should be the title for this week what scheme what damn scheme is Matt Nagy running because obviously this kid is not a good fit. We all know it. They, they, they suck at running the ball, man. <laughs> man, it is miserable. It is terrible. I mean, godly. And my brother, Pilipracious, keeps taking up for Montgomery every week. You know, it's the old line. Oh, yeah, that is a really good point. But this kid just, he lazy. He they play him a little too much. They need to get somebody in there to shed a ball with him because obviously he can't, he's not an every down back. He's not, he often gets a little wind, but he, he's not a Matt Forte. He can't make something out of nothing. Matt Forte just makes something out of nothing. This kid can't do that type of stuff. Like he doesn't have that rink and dink and bank. He, he like reminds me a little bit of like, you know, um, a Maurice Jones Drew type of back, uh, 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 you know, you know, remember the kid from Iowa that played for the Jets years ago? Um, little short dude, like a bowling ball, kind of reminds you like a Michael Turner from the Falcons and played with the Chargers. <laughs> he puts me in that mindset, the little bowling ball, but he he's not strong enough yet. I, he's just like, to me, still developing. He needs some help. We need like. I get your point. No, no, no. He he definitely needs more time to develop. And I do see flashes of greatness from him when he actually has an opportunity in the hole. Is Don't there. you see it? It's like I, there, I, but it's not there. And I think it's that's the play calling. I think a lot of it got to do with the play calling. Set him up for failure too. It's, it's a lot of bad things on that offense in general. I mean, I know his play could be better, but a lot of other things can be better too. Right. The O-line, the the, the play call and the decisions of um like, like like for instance when we were playing the Rams like why are you running the ball towards Aaron Donald like why are we doing that that makes so zero sense 
at all. So I mean, offensive line is so damn bad. You put three linemen on Aaron Donald. Um, he damn near still break through all three of them. That's included with everybody else who broke through on the other side. And as a result, you got, you know, this this back who or this quarterback who's throwing up the ball basically. And you know, you got a wide open receiver, but if the O-line ain't doing that, you know. So that's just like to say the O-line, a kid that's not developed yet. He's 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 not. I think he can be a beast in a year or two, two years for me. I don't even think he'll do much next year, but hopefully he does. Um, he needs a big near next year. He really do. Um, I, I, we still got to be patient with him because I tell you what, bro, we talk about Nick Foles a lot. Mm-hmm. If Montgomery, if Montgomery, we know in football, football makes a defense honest. If we had a running game, Jamar, we'd be seven and one. Facts. Easy. Facts. Easy. It takes pressure off everything. Exactly. We can't run the ball worth a damn thing. Do they even put in another back behind him? Because I never see another back. Like, no. Montgomery plays the whole game. And oh, it's just like. You might see Cordero Patterson for like maybe a couple of plays, but that's. Right. Like, but that's it. Like, what are you doing, Nagy? What are you doing? What scheme are you running? Because obviously this must be a damn Ponzi scheme. This scheme is not working out. This is like a bad scheme that just ain't getting no returns. It ain't getting no fruit. You ain't producing no fruit. You are just producing literally a bad product. And all the investors are like, hell no, I don't want none of that product. If the Bears was on a stock market, nobody would invest in them because they don't got no damn offense. Anywho. Enough with the Bears. We can talk about them for years and just how miserable they continue. It, it, look, if the Bears didn't give us stuff to talk about, we wouldn't talk about them. But they just continue to do so. They just find ways to continue to give us and, reasons and the wrong to talk manner. bad about them. Say it again? No, I'll say talk about it in the wrong manner because that's what they do. Right. Yeah, man. You know, and like, they're, you know, we've been saying literally during the offseason – Hey man, just try to go for Leonard Fournette. You know, you never know. You know, he, oh yeah. no, no, he's a bad guy. Oh, he's he's a he's you know. Yep. Bears fans him. get on my damn nerves. I asked for Le'Veon Bell when he became available. Mm-hmm. Of course. No, not. no, no. We we want guys with the right character. Oh, he has to be a good guy. What the hell is a good guy? These holier than thou idiots out here acting like they just perfect, like they ain't getting nothing. Oh, so yeah, this guy might have got into this little dispute or, oh, he's a locker room cancer. No, no, no. You wonder why your, oh, I, 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 I just, I don't want to use this donkey word again. Lord, I just, you know. Let's, let's, let's just move. <laughs> just, just keep it moving, man. I'm done with this topic. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to use this word again because, like, you know, you wonder why you can't win no damn games. Anyhow. Um, man, let's let's just man. I'm, I'm telling you, boy, you you know, just get quiet. You know, just get real quiet. Just you know. All right, breathe, Musa. All right, so let, let's 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 move on to a different team. Um, All right, a team that's you know winning games. Um, so 
AB, he returns back on the field tomorrow, bro, in his much-anticipated debut. However, <clears throat> that debut is against the Saints, a very experienced team that um, has Super Bowl intentions. And tomorrow, they got their best receiver. Not saying that AB is the best receiver. We know that Evans is the best receiver for the Bucks, But the best receiver for the Saints, for sure, are coming back or he's coming back tomorrow, Michael Thomas. So I think that'll be a totally different dynamic for the Saints, even with him coming back in his first week. Um, but just curious, man. Um, and this is not even just talking about tomorrow against the Saints, but will this acquisition like be a help for this Buck team? Like, is this a good acquisition? Man, this is like, this is like, you know, playing the game of Monopoly and you already have a, uh, What's that boardwalk in the uh, park place and you got hotels on it and somebody mm-hmm. lands on your stuff and they owe you like $2,000. Right. Basically you just acquired all their property because they went bankrupt. This, this is you basically the rich are getting richer. That's, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Right. And yeah. this is going to, yeah. this is definitely, definitely a huge addition to this team. Tom Brady is going to make this work. Because Tom Brady went all in and convinced everybody that this is going to work. And we saw a, a small sample size last year of what them two can do on the field together. So this is like, this is not even fair. Like, they, they right now they have the best trio wide receivers in the league. It's not even close. It's not yeah. even close. You have, you have pro bowlers across the board. You have uh, one on a Hall of Fame pace. Uh, one of the guys who's Who's had a thousand yard seasons every year since he's been in the league? Mm-hmm. You got, you know, the go that quarterback who has a chip on his shoulder, who's willing to prove people wrong that he can win without Bill Belichick. And that that team's gonna be scary, scary. Cause I guarantee AB's gonna fall in line. Cause he know he 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 already know. He ain't said mm-hmm. anything either in a while. So I'm pretty sure he's just gonna play football. And keep it moving. Ready to play. This is gonna be a dynamic game Sunday. I can't wait. The yeah, Saints, it's gonna be a good game, man. The Saints weather the storm without Michael Thomas, who got hurt against this against the same opponent. Mm-hmm. So this and this this is gonna be a, a good one. But um, but yeah, uh, no, this this definitely I'm excited about this move. Uh, definitely for sure, gonna is a great move for them overall. They they probably. Definitely uh, probably going to be in the NFC Championship game for sure at this rate. Mm. Yeah, at the rate. Um, so, yeah, man, um, I love the move. Um, once again, it's talking about Le'Veon Bell and Leonard Fournette. We, we, uh, Real Bears fans screamed for A.B. I don't give a damn about his record. It's about wins. It's about winning football games. And A.B., man, you know, yeah, he made a mistake here and there, but, you know, what is a good guy? What is a saint? What is a, you know, individual that is, you know, holier than thou? Like, we are all, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have done something. All of us have, you know, had shortcomings. Why do these Bears fans just continue to judge these African-American men so harshly the way they do? I bet if it was Cole Komet, it would not be that much of an argument. I promise it wouldn't be. 
<laughs> but somehow, some way, AB, Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette, these are all thugs, bad guys, you know, things of that nature. And you wonder why you can't win games. Um, Tom Brady and them, you know, snatch them right up. Give me Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I want to win football games. Yeah, yeah. And, and come January, people think that, oh, yeah, this wide receiver core. We come January and that big boy Leonard Fournette get the bumbling and bumbling people. Um, you're going to see what time it is. Um, additionally, um, AB, uh, you got to worry about him on the outside. I, a guy with that athleticism, Jamar, I don't care if he out for two years. He going to come back with that athleticism that we saw and he's still going to be productive somehow, some way, because he is just too fast, too quick, too quick on his feet. Chop, I mean, like chop him feet and he get going, man. And it is a nightmare for cornerbacks, like a nightmare. Like this is a major pickup for the Bucks, And this will be like, this will show dividends and it'll show dividends rather quickly. I wouldn't be surprised, Jamar, if you get a touchdown Sunday. I would not be as uh, uh, surprised oh, no. to get a touchdown tomorrow. At I all. They don't. Like, I guarantee you know. Brady's going to go to him early and often to, mm-hmm. to show that this is going to work and this is really going to work. And that's the thing about Tom Brady, bro. Like, And you know that. Thank you for pointing that out. He loves to prove stuff to people. He loves it. And so you're right. He damn near might just go to AB on purpose. Just to show people. Yep, it's, it's happening. He is going to find the end zone. Maybe twice. Mm. That boy, I mean, you. and then it's it just like you got Evans on the other side. So what you going to do? Like, you know, Evans, I can see if Evans, bro, was like, you know, 6'3 or whatever. But Evans is a big, fast dude. So if if all else fails with AB, you still got it's you still I mean is Godwin back yet? He's not back good, yet, right? There's a good chance that he plays though, even with that injury. And if you got oh. Godwin, you got Godwin in the slot. It's man, right. look. That's a lot to deal with. You got Fournette and, and Jones in the back, man. Like this is like don't forget about Grunk. He been exactly. he got about he got about four touchdowns now. He's been on a roll these last three weeks. This Both touchdowns in three weeks. This is the NFC version of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that's what we're looking at in the right. Weapons right. on top of weapons. Offense is an A-plus right now. Mm. So, yeah, world to answer y'all question, heck yeah, A-B to the Bucks is a good move. Is that a win for the Bucks? We are declaring it, yes. It is a very good win, and it will show rather quickly that this is a very good acquisition. For the Bucks, I just wish he could have been in the Bears uniform, but hey, that's just me and my wishful thinking. We but, already um, know, bro. We right, know. we already know, man. You know, you already know how the Bears do. We need good guys in the locker room. Uh, whatever that's supposed to be. Um, so yeah, Fire the owner too. I'm telling you, he got to go. Yeah, his time is up. Um, so yeah. Uh, with that being said, bro, we got one last thing to do, man, before we um conclude for this. Uh version of the early morning sports talk podcast for today we got to make our nfl picks and so yes sir let's get to it so uh tomorrow uh, a battle of one in six teams 
And we saw, by the way, what happened with the Packers and Niners. The uh, Niners looked really miserable without their players, about a fourth of their team, <laughs> at least of their starters. So, um, you know, it was a rather easy win for the uh, Packers. One thing that separates the Packers and Bears, though, Jamar's, and you know this, the Packers win games they're supposed to, and they win them decisively. Yeah. That's yeah. all I could just think about. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, if this is the Bears, would the Bears have just went in and took care of business like that? Probably not. Yeah, it's been a tight, close game. Came down to the wire. Nick Foles like close games for some reason. You know, um, Bears would have not been able to run the ball. Like, that offense with the Packers moves efficiently. And, you know, that's the difference. That's, that's really the difference. And so, um, yeah, the Packers put themselves in good position for the NFC North, at least with that win, at least for being in first place uh, for weeks to come. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But now we got the Texas and Jaguars, about a one of six teams. Um, they both need a win. Um, here we are, man, with the Texans at one and six. Wow. Didn't expect that. But, uh, you know, I don't know. So just curious, man, who you got for this game? Um, somebody got to win it. Yeah, so really quick, I, I had – I was a campaign manager for Deshaun Watson's MVP tour. I would like to concede that. <laughs> it's a wrap. But uh, but I, I'm picking the Texans. I think Jaguars down to their uh, second or third string quarterback. Um, Jaguars defense is awful. Uh, I, I like Deshaun Watson in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think this is a good opportunity to get a win for the Texans. Um, so hopefully they take care of business. Um, it's St. Jacksonville, but you know, there's not no fans. So um, I don't know if that'll make much of a difference. The weather's warm in Jacksonville, just as it is in Houston. So um, I like the Texans in this as well. I think the Texans should win this game because of the stinkiness of the Jags defense and they just don't really have an identity with a quarterback. So, um, yeah, um, speaking of another game where somebody has to win, NFC least, New York Giants, uh, one and seven, Washington football team, two and six. Um, they, however, uh, got hopes of uh, still winning the NFC East, at least the Washington football team. Um, somebody got to win this game, bro. Yeah. Um... I'm going to take Nobody. the football team in this one. Sound like because, a smart man. Yeah, <laughs> I like the way they dominate the line. And I just feel like they have better playmakers as of now on offense. So I'll take the football team in this one. Right. Um, and, and check for me, uh, uh, bro. Yeah. Um, is the football team 2-5 and five or 2-6? and six? They might be 2-5. and five. Um, And so if they win this tomorrow, this will put them in good position to be uh, near the uh, Eagles. Um, and so with this game, I, I see no evidence of picking the Giants. They don't have Saquon Barkley. Um, Golden Tate is their best player, and he's washed up. Um, Daniel Jones, turnover machine. What a, what a sophomore slump. Like, what a sophomore slump. Like, he's been throwing picks, fumbling, bad throws. Yeah. Um, it's been really bad. It's been it's been really bad for um, this kid, and so um, 
the Giants, man, they find ways to lose. I mean, they find a way to lose on Monday. Um, you know, should have won that game too. They should have won that game. Uh, they find ways to lose, and so um, I like the football team at home. They've shown signs of being a decent football team, uh, even <laughs> you know, regardless of their record. They've the football they've shown, signs. Look, bro, they've shown signs <laughs> of at least winning the NFC least. They I mean, show signs to win they, the NFC least. They are in second place. They're they're two and five, by the way. Uh, Eagles two and three, five. Four, okay. Yep. So they two and five. I thought they were two and six, but yep, two and five. And so, you know, you get this win, man. You three and five. You are in the thick of things, and and you can you know be settling for a showdown of losing records with the Washington Football Team and the Eagles. So you know, hey, who? I don't look Washington football team. Don't y'all let people take y'all pride. All right. This is sort of like the Mace and Puff Daddy song. Can't nobody take my pride. Can't nobody. hold. <laughs> look, Washington football team. Don't worry about what people are saying about y'all. As long as y'all get in the playoffs. Okay. That's all that matters. I don't care if you're six and 10. I don't care if you're seven and nine or five and 11. If you win your division, that is important. So y'all don't focus on what the world is saying. Y'all need to be like LeBron and, and, and get off social media, get off these uh, channels and focus on winning y'all division, whether you six and 10 or seven and nine, that's all y'all need to focus on. And so um, Washington football team, I got y'all tomorrow. Um, I've, I've liked, um, you know, how they played, uh, the, the starting quarterback now is it Alex Smith? No, it's uh right. It's the third Cal, guy, uh, Cal Cal Allen, right? And yep. he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been bad. He, you know, has had this team at least in respectable games. Um, well, not really. That's a lie. They've been getting whooped. Um, then they won one game and then won another. But outside of that, they've been getting shown that they're the Washington football team, basically. So, um. Yeah, or that they are part of the NFC least. So somebody got to win this game, so I got to go with the uh, Washington football team. Um, but we got a good one, man. Um, Ravens and Colts. And so um, I don't know if folks know, but uh, y'all better watch out for this Colts team. I keep telling folks. But additionally, I've been telling folks as well, this Ravens team, I like them come January. And I, I really do. And so um, – and they showed a lot of flashes. They should have beat the Steelers last week. Um, just a lot of bad plays, pick six on the first play, pick six, like, you know, fumbles, two fumbles, like should have won that game. Um, that was my pick last week to beat the Steelers. But, you know, the Steelers, they show they got some championship pedigree in Jamar because they took that game. They took that one. Um, <clears throat> they took it. They took it straight from them. So uh, with the Ravens and Colts, just curious who you got. This is tough. Tough. Two two really good teams. So both of them five and two. <clears throat> Colts are three and zero at home. The Ravens are three and zero on the road. Something wow. like this. Hmm. Sheesh. I'm picking the Ravens on good faith here, as in. The Ravens are going to be motivated from how that game ended last week. And I believe the Ravens defense is greater than the Colts offense. And I feel like that'd be the difference. 
Because I feel like the Ravens is going to be able to score points on the Colts. Even though the Colts have a great defense, I feel like the Ravens will be able to score. I just don't know if the Colts can do the same on their end. Right. Yep. Um, <clears throat> for me, man, I'm going to have to go with the Ravens as well. Um, the Colts, they just don't show enough flashes on offense at times. Um, the defense is carrying this team. Um, if they were to win, the defense will have to carry them tomorrow. They'll have to do what the Steelers did to the Ravens last week, yeah. which is very well possible. Um, and, and we're putting it out here in the early morning sports talk podcast that the AFC will be a very competitive playoff. I promise you, because it'll be a lot of good teams. Um, and so with uh, this Ravens team, I think that it won't be necessarily Jamal, uh, Lamar running around and doing things. I think he'll have a big game to where he can attack that secondary. Um, I think those big tight ends would be a difference in this game. I like the Ravens to um, pull out what I would feel would be a very tight game. This will not be a blowout, folks. This will be a nail-biter. The Colts are too good to get blown out by anybody. Um, They're too good. And so – yeah, this would be a tight nail, but I say Ravens by a field goal. Um, yeah, Lions and Vikings. Um, I'll start this one off. I got the Vikings. Um, although the Lions had a really good opportunity last week to prove to people, Jamar, that they were for real. Right, that was my you know, they, they, You know, to go four and three, they, you know, showed us that they were, again, the Lions. And so um, – I like how Davin Cook is running the ball. I like this Vikings team. I, I've been picking them or at least keeping my eye on them because I just believe that they're not as bad as people think they are. No, 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 not the Vikings. They're, they're a good football team. And I think they'll get their mojo going and get their momentum and keep it going, especially being at home. I think Calvin, uh, Dalvin Cook will have a, a monster game again tomorrow. He'll run over this team. So, yeah. Yeah, so I agree with you. I am picking the Vikings um, for starters. Uh, Matthew Stafford may or may not play because of the COVID scare from earlier in the week. So if he doesn't play, Vikings win by default. Even if he does play, I'm still picking the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook is the difference maker. Dalvin Cook makes that team go round and round. He sure uh, does. He, he is a beast. Uh, to quote our buddy Deshaun, he has said, and I, I don't have a problem with it. He has said Dalvin Cook is the best running back in football. Right. Definitely debatable. I ain't got no problem with it. Dalvin Cook definitely uh, came back with a vengeance last week. And uh, it, it was it was really nice to see see them pull that that win out ah, as a Bears fan. That, it was that, nice, wasn't it? And I think you called that, too. So I was, kudos to you on that one. Um, yeah. So – so yeah, um, I'm definitely picking the Vikings. So uh, so both of these teams can go three and five and stay away from us. So yeah, go Vikings. Right. Yep. Good math right there. Good math for sure. Um, speaking of math, um, mathematically, uh, Derek Henry has been running over teams, um, and so um, we got to make a pick tomorrow between the Bears and the Titans. And last week, bro, I told you I was not going to pick the Bears just because they're the Bears. I saw the Saints winning that game, um, and that's what happened. I see the Titans winning this game. Um, I don't see the Bears winning this football game. They are this 
throttled on offense. 29th ranked offense in the NFL, 30th ranked rush in the NFL. We can't run a damn ball to save our life. Um, and the play calling has been terrible. Um, if the Bears want to play, they got to come out and be loose. They can't act like they got some um, stuck up their tails to where they can't move. <laughs> they got to – no, for real, bro. They got to get going. Right. They got to get out to a fast start. You can't be acting like you got off the right here and, and moving around like you, you can't move. Like, and, and saying, hey, we got to start playing in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, which the Bears love to do in Nick Foles. Um, if, if Nick Foles last week would have played the way he played in the fourth quarter, which me and my family on our group text was saying, the Bears would have won that game. and They probably would have won it decisively. But mm-hmm. somehow um, they, they like to make things tight. Um, and so you can't afford this against Derrick Henry. If not, he will embarrass you. And guess what? I'm calling it out. Y'all know how when you uh hooping Jamar or you you watching like certain guys hoop, you be like, oh, look at that crossover. Look at that highlight. Look at bro. He dunked on him. Ooh, off the bam. I'm calling it out on the early morning sports talk podcast. There will be some moments. There will be a big moment to where Derrick Henry will embarrass somebody. I don't know if it'll be Jalen Johnson, the rookie. But somebody's going to get embarrassed tomorrow against Derrick Henry. Somebody might get a big stiff arm, get thrown halfway across the field. Something's going to happen with our defense. Um, And then additionally, I just feel that, um, you know, I'm not going to talk about the offense. If the offense comes out and play, we'll win the game. That's every week with the Bears. The offense plays, we generally have a good chance to win. About an 85% probability. But if the Bears' offense starts slow, Derrick Henry's not going to start slow. He's going to get started soon as the whistle's blown. And that's going to be a whole four quarters. If y'all don't, like, stop this guy, y'all offense don't show up, by the first quarter, you'll be down 14-0. I got to go with the Titans tomorrow. No evidence to show me that the Bears will win this game. Maybe I'm wrong. Man. Man, I, I'm still remembering last week. Bears should have won that game. They literally gave that game away. Um, oh, you're you're right. Um, the Bears have to start fast. They have to like on the opening drive have to score a touchdown. They they have to put up points against the Titans. They have to take the Titans out of their 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 game plan. Because if, if if you allow the Titans to to work their scheme to their advantage, we're in for a long day. A long damn day. If the Titans get the a lead, get a, if the Titans get a two-touchdown lead on us, it's, it's curtains. Yeah, if, if, if you're right, you know. If, if the Bears don't start off fast, man, the Titans are going to run them over, plumble them straight to the ground. Yeah, it's going to be like a Mack truck. Yeah, it's a wrap. Um, here's Because here's the thing, like – because when when the Titans are up, you they they basically un- unlock their their other monster of a player on offense, AJ Brown. Yep, he is a that dude's a beast too, man. They, Big I, dude, I, man. I, I don't know how they Thumbs get closers on their team, but they do. Yep. Like people, AJ Brown is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle Fuller gonna have his hands full against him. For sure, um, that's a big dude. So, yeah, Titans. I, I am picking the Titans because, like you said, I don't see any evidence to where the Bears will start fast and 
score early and often. If I mean, if they do, then like you said, like the Bears win. They they will win. They will win football games if they can do that. But they have yet to show that they can. Mm-hmm. And it, right. last week with them having the lead, I'm like, okay, maybe we do have a chance here. And they just could not put the nail in the coffin. And lo and behold, Saints came back from the dead and beat us. So there, there we go. Yep, there we go. And so yeah, man. Um, you know. Right, I got to go with the Titans. Um, and by the way, you know, you're speaking of AJ Brown, man. Like he's to me in a category of like with a DK Metcalf, and a DK Metcalf for me is like in a category of I would say he kind of remind me of like a Megatron, not necessarily as big, uh, but a big dude, man. That can right. just his dominance, you know, just yeah, dominate you in so many ways, and so. Um, that's already, like you say, that's already a big matchup right there. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we got the Bears as underdogs. What you going to do, Bears? Um, you know, maybe you'll prove us wrong. Uh, Panthers and Chiefs, I see no reason to pick against the Chiefs. <laughs> I, I, I second that nomination. Keep it moving. <laughs> yep. Uh, a big game. Seahawks and Bills. This is a big game, man. Um, you know, um, one, one concern and I'll start this out is my concern, bro, is that, and I'm sure you can look at this as well, but I mean, it is Russell Wilson. I don't think he's phased by going across the country, but you know, got to go all the way across the country and play a good Buffalo team. Um, but I still like the Seahawks. Um, I, and the reason why is because of Russell Wilson. Um, I don't think he'll be phased by it. He'll come out and have a big game tomorrow. I mean, once again, matter of fact, I think we've we've basically agreed on every pick thus far, right? Yep. Yeah, um, we're in the same line again. So, so yeah, Bills, like Bills offense has been dynamic. Seahawks offense has been dynamic. Bills defense has underperformed. Seahawks defense is actually about where we thought they would be. And then it comes down to quarterback play. Who do you trust? Josh Allen or Russell Wilson? I, I got to go with Russie. I, I have to. He, right. He's probably the favorite for MVP right now. I got to. I got to take yep. it. Uh, I will pick him for MVP right now for sure. Um, Broncos and Falcons. Um, this is a Oof. tricky game, um, but I'm going to have to go with the Falcons. I like how the Falcons, Jamar, have been playing for the last few weeks. They've been fighting. They've been not being pushed over. Um, You know, they've, yeah, still found ways to lose games. And they could very well find a way to lose this game on the final drive on the field goal. But um, I think the Falcons will actually find a way to possibly win this game decisively and kind of be the team I kind of see them being at least from my eye test, which ain't a bad football team. This team get off the good starts. They just don't know how to finish. Um, Matt Ryan often plays a pretty decent game. He doesn't really turn the ball over as much. Um, You know, he manages pretty well. Um, This is not really that bad of a football team. And I know you kind of like, but man, they kind of remind me of the Vikings. They ain't as bad as people think they are. They just somehow find ways to lose. Um, and so I like the Falcons here at home. 
I mean, you have a point because it's like their offense is like if you just look at their offense on paper, it is dynamic. They have mm-hmm. playmakers across the board. I mean, Matt Ryan yes. is a above average quarterback who can still sling it. Julio Jones, mm-hmm. I mean, we already know he's a monster. We we know that. Calvin, Calvin really, really, he's an up and coming beast too. I'm telling you, right? I don't know if he's playing in this game or not. If he plays, I, I'm all the way with the Falcons. All the way on this one. They probably in a blowout. Um, Ty Gurley, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, he's a forgotten man, but I mean, I'm not going to see him act like Ty Gurley can't, can't, you know, turn up a couple of times and just, you know, you know, do what he does best, which is run over you and keep it moving. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, I'm, even if Ridley doesn't play, I'm, I was leaning towards the Falcons anyway. I got him winning. Right. You know, um, and, and McCaffrey could be coming back for the Panthers tomorrow, but I don't know if that'll make much of a difference. It could be a surprise. Maybe McCaffrey come back and he'll show us why he's a 99 on Madden. I just had to point that out. Um, and so, yeah, um, I highly doubt if he'll show us he's a 99 on Madden. No. Uh, but the Broncos and Falcons – I got to go with the Falcons, man. They are playing good football right now. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that they are a good football team. I really do. I, I just hate that they lose so many close nail biters and find ways to lose. Um, they pulled out a nail biter last week, though. So good for them. Um, and good for Raheem Morris as well. He's now the fourth black head coach in the NFL, African-American. Hmm. Um, so... Raiders and Chargers. Speaking Oof. of African American head coach, Anthony Lynn has been finding ways to choke. Um, 16 point leads last four weeks. Find ways to lose these games. One and three these last four weeks. Um, I got the Raiders. This is tough. Now, this is. is tough. This is tough because the Raiders are a good team. And as we've been stating, um, they often turn up to play when it matters. Um, but the Chargers and Justin Herbert, man, this kid got the most touchdowns in the first seven weeks of NFL history or the first seven games. Sorry. This kid can ball. He can play. Um, Chargers are at home. Who do you pick for this game? Jeez. I, I'm going I'm to get your analysis first because I know you do the, you know, fantasy football with Deshaun. Um, maybe you can give me some fantasy football advice here. Some, I don't know who to pick at this point. I got you. Um, no, the, just because it's a division game, it's tough by default. Um, Justin Herbert, yeah. like you said, he is the real deal and I expect him to ball out. Here's an interesting stat. So, Chargers are two and five. Their point differential is a minus six. What? A minus six. Wow. So that Mm -hmm. lets you know that the games that they lose is right there at the end. They are tougher tougher than that record shows. Mm. I I am talking about the Falcons and the Vikings. (laughs) I mean, at least with the Chargers, though, like they ain't getting blown. The Falcons remind you of the Chargers. In a sense. Except for 
the Falcon, uh, the Chargers have a way better defense than them bums. I'll say that much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am picking the Chargers to win this game, but I, I mean, it can go either way. But I'm picking the Chargers though. I just like their toughness. Tristan Herbert is a he, he's the real deal. I, I feel like he is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. That's how I feel. Right. Right. Well, um, man, it's tough. I know, but we can't say that Justin Herbert yet is better than Derek Carr. Can we not chat? Like, I mean, I mean, it took me yeah. uh, the second week of the season to, to to know that Joe Burrow is better than Baker Mayfield. I'm just saying, the second week right. of the season. So, I mean, it's, it's possible. Not saying that Derek Carr is bad. I just, I just see superstar potential all over Justin Herbert right now. Right. Um. Yeah. But I, you know what I'm gonna do, bro? I gotta go with the Raiders, and you know why? I got to go with the Raiders. Have you seen that cornerback for Oakland, number 24? Dude is so fast. Like, he has got to be the fastest player in the NFL. He even got to be faster than Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah. I'm talking about check out this cornerback for the Raiders, bro. He's the reason why they winning games. I I kid you not. Him and Josh Jacobs. Derek Carr's been balling, too. Um... And if we think the Raiders are a good football team and have a chance for a wild card, the reason why I'm picking the Raiders is because I feel like you got to beat the Chargers. I'm not saying that they will, but if that makes sense, right? they got to beat the Chargers. They're going to be the team that we think that they are, which is a legit, or I won't say a legit, but a perennial threat for a wild card in the AFC. And so – this team is a perennial threat, I think, for the wild card for the AFC. And so um, for I that agree. reason, I think that the Raiders can pull this out in a very tight game by a field goal. Facts. And, yeah, if they if they want to stay in the hunt, they have to win this game. They have to. Right. Yeah. Got to win. Got to win these games. And this is even against a team that's a good Chargers team, I feel like, um, in on the road. Um, another good game, uh, Dolphins and Cardinals. So we got three good ones that we got to pick coming up, the Dolphins and Cardinals. And so um, a lot of people weren't really impressed with Tua Tagovailoa individually, but it was an impressive win as a team. Um, they are on the road in Arizona. So uh, curious, man, like who you got for this game? Hey, man, um, like you said, I think last week or even this week, defense travels, right? Yes, it does. I, I think we uh, – I mean, last last couple of weeks, the Dolphins' defense has made me a believer. I, I am a believer of their defense. I mean, Tua – I mean, yeah, I guess people weren't impressed, but he didn't have to do much. The defense did everything. He just had to manage the game. That's all he had to do. Um, you know, and these two quarterbacks, they're, they're similar in a sense to me. It's the battle of the midget. It's the midget bowl. Come on, man. <laughs> like, man, Kyler Murray, man, don't he look like a midget? He, he is. So little out down that field. It's it's like it's like watching Vic in a sense because Vic was small too. They probably around the same height. <laughs> really, Kyler Murray and Michael Vick? Is it? I think Vic might be maybe an inch or two taller. That's about it. Vic wasn't tall. 
Man, because Murray looks so little, man. Maybe it's just his legs. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, I think you're right. But also, he he's a. I mean, the only thing difference is he's a way better passer of the football than Vic was. So that's what makes it special for him. That's that's the difference. Oh, uh, dang! I like both these teams. I wish they didn't even have to play each other yet. Uh, I am going to take the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins on the road. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's tough. It, it is. It is. It is. It is. Um, a part of me likes the Arizona magic of them being at home, pulling out a tight fourth quarter with a late touchdown against the Dolphins. That's what I see. But then again, with the Dolphins, I see a team that can come in and pose their will um, defensively. And also, I can see Tonga Baloa just finding ways to crack their defense between their weakness of their safety, but then being able to actually surprisingly attack Patrick Peterson because um, he's getting older. Um, man. Yeah, no. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with um, tomorrow, man. I'm going to have to go with the Cardinals at home. Um, just because they're at home and Dolphins got to travel across the country. Um, the only difference between teams traveling across the country between the Seahawks and Bills is that you, you was talking about Jake Allen and Russell Wilson. Well, in this case, we're talking about a rookie in his second game with Tua Tungvaloa. Right. Russell Wilson. So I think, um, yeah, in that case, why don't you take Russell Wilson? So I think um, Kyler Murray's experience, man, um, will find him a way to pull out this close game. And if the Cardinals are the team we think they are, they got to win this game. So um, Yeah. I mean, if they lose, it helps us out as Bears fans, but we'll see. It's going to be a good one, though. Right. That's going to be a good game for sure. Um, Steelers and Cowboys. Um, yeah, Steelers remain undefeated. Uh, I second that nomination. Keep it moving. All right. Saints and Bucks. And Ooh. so this is the game of the week. This is the game everybody and their mama want to see. Um, especially with Michael Thomas coming back now. It makes it really interesting. It does. I'm excited. Right. Uh, this is going to be a good football game. So to start it out, man, um, tomorrow I got the Saints in an upset. You got the Saints. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm Picking the Bucks, uh, I feel like these two teams were split because the Saints definitely handed it to them the first time around. They did, and I think uh, I I think they want payback from that one, so I'm taking the Bucks, and they want to use their new toy, so I want to see what happens with that one. I feel like tomorrow, man, um, there will be some chemistry issues um, that Michael Jenkins and Lattimore will. Um, Kind of get going with the Saints in a secondary. Um, I like, um, you know, my man's. Um, what's the defensive end for the Saints? I know his face. Um, um, uh, Cameron Jordan. Cam. I like Cam to, you know, make a few big splash plays. Um, Saints are a sneaky good team. I think people forget about them. I'm not forgetting about y'all, the Saints, because I'm ready to just pick the Bucks so easily. 
I'm ready to pick them so easily. Um, and the thing is, the Bucks, they are at home. Um, so that's, like, really important. Jason Pierre-Paul, have you been seeing the football he's been playing? Oh, he uh, apparently he's, he's starting he's to back. show flashes of the, the, the Giants version before he blew off his fingers with the fireworks. I'm telling you, balling out, man. You know the linebackers for the Bucks are dogs. Um, and they got a pretty good uh, cornerback, too. I can't think of the guy's name. He just somehow finds the football a lot. Um, yeah, he's a ball hawk. I can't think of his name. Right. Is it Winfield? Winfield. So, like, there's a lot of reasoning to pick the Bucks here. Um, but I think a lot of people forget about the greatness of the Saints. I like that greatness of the Saints to show up tomorrow. I just hope these two teams – find each other in the playoffs for a third matchup. Yes. Yes. I really do. Because this actually, will be a preview tomorrow. I might actually I might actually pop little legitimately pop some popcorn and sit back and just relax and watch this game. I think I will. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That, that that sounds like a plan, man. That sounds like a good plan. So um yeah. Um that'll be the definitely the game of the week. Um Patriots and Jets. Um, somebody got to win this game. And so, um, you know, the New York Jets, um, they are worse than the New York Mets. And so the New England Patriots got vets. And so Bill Belichick wants to prove he's the best. And so as a result, I got the Patriots, Jamar, and no contest. <laughs> 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 oh, that was, that was kind of dope. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Oh, yes. Man. And so, one more time, man. The Patriots, well, the Jets, they are bad like the New York Mets. Uh, the Patriots got vets, and Bill Belichick wants to prove he is the best. And so, as a result, I got the Patriots in no contest. Why? Because they are playing the New York Jets. Oh man, uh, yeah, I'm thinking the Pats, man. If they lose this one, just just cancel the whole season. Right. Yeah. That would be an epic upset if they lose. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, they just might. But yeah, Pats. Hopefully, come on, Cam. Pats. Pats. Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, Pam, get it done, man, and be you know keep your critics quiet. At least for a week. So um, yeah, man. Uh well that concludes our NFL picks world. And so um we thank you all for tuning in this morning, uh having a blast with us. Blast with us this morning on the early morning sports talk podcast. Um pleasure as always, my brother. Um, always. Yeah, man. Just uh before we conclude, before we get out of here, uh any final thoughts? Uh yeah, so two things. One, um, shout out to everybody that voted. I mean, largest turnout we've ever seen, and it's still being counted. And then on a sports note, uh, shout out to Deion Sanders' son, who's a four-star quarterback who actually turned down D1 offers to go to play for his dad at Jackson mm-hmm. State. So, yeah. so I'm definitely excited about that. Hopefully, you know, other people follow. That's true. That's true. For sure, man. I, I seen that yesterday. That's a beautiful thing. And, you know, just be coached by your dad. So um, he's a pretty good ball player, too. So um, that's that's cool. 
Um, I would just say everybody, man, continue to be safe out there. Um, you know, rest in peace to a young kid named by the name of uh, King Von, uh, rapper from Chicago, rapper from Parkway Gardens. Um, it's a church right next to my church. Well, this complex is right next to my church. Um, and, you know, just a lot of young guys, man, a lot of pride, a lot of egos, you know, fighting and killing each other all the time in our community. We got to put these guns down. We got to um, just realize that, you know, let go of the pride, man. Let go of all that stuff, that animosity and hate. It don't get us nowhere. It just pushes us further and further back. So, um, you know, put the guns down this weekend. Um, nice weather. You know, usually in Chicago, nice weather produced bad results. So um, put those guns down, man. Keep God first. Um, you know, wear your mask. Stay, you know, safe and distant. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, Donald, um, you know, you had a good run, sir. Um, but, you know, the people, they spoke up. They, you know, made their voice be heard. Divisiveness is not what this world needs. We need to be together. We are stronger together. We are better together. We are unified. Anything is possible. And God said with God, all things are possible. So um, God is also in a place where, you know, one or two are connected or united. And so if we unite, God will then be involved. And with that, all things are possible. And so we thank you all for tuning in to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure. You all have a blessed day. Safe weekend. Peace. Peace.